This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How's everybody doing, guys? Today it is Friday, May 13th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. I am your host, Paul Reed. Today we have state championship high school coach from Minneapolis North High School in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Charles Adams. He joins me on today's episode to talk about NIL, transfer portal, and college football from the perspective of the high school coach, which is a little different than what we've talked about in the past. I'm here with my guest today, Charles Adams, the head football coach at Minneapolis North High School in Minnesota. How you doing, coach? I'm good. I'm good, Carl. It's always a pleasure, man. It's always a, always a pleasure to be close to you and, and be able to get to talk to you, sir. Man, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. I, I want to dive right into some of this stuff for our listeners. So you're a prominent high school coach in the state of Minnesota, state championship coach. You've had several players go division one in all levels of college football, as well as a couple of guys going to the National Football League. And so the transfer portal and NIL has been talked to or talked about to much nauseam from the perspective of the player in college and the college coach. But what about from the perspective of the high school coach? When I was interviewing Deion Sanders last week, he said that a lot of times high school coaches are talking to college coaches about maneuvers for their players within the portal. From your perspective and dealing with the guys you have in college, what's your perspective on the transfer portal? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are some of the things we need to change about it? You know, that's a, that's a really great question. And actually, you know, I, I seen a tweet that you had put up, I think it was yesterday or the day before, just talking about, hey, we can't talk bad about kids moving, you know, in the portal when if we have kids that want to come to us and that's not frowned upon, you know, in our profession or, you know, because, you know, in our neighborhood, I have kids that are moving all the time. So it's a constant. And sometimes those kids are being penalized because they have to move because of their living situations. And so I have to take in consideration what the situation is. If, if a kid comes to me or if he leaves me and I want to support that kid the best way I can. And that's what's the biggest thing that that frustrates me with the the talk about the transfer portal when you hear see coaches talk bad about kids transfer saying they need to stick it out and whatnot. We all know as men that every kid is not being treated the right way. So for you to criticize kids making decisions th- that best affect their lives because they're being mistreated, you know, to me that is kind of hard for me to deal with, but I, I totally get it. You got to do what's best for you. And I think a, a lot of times people don't realize that. And, and it, to me, I think it's a great opportunity if it, if it fits the kid and they're, they're taking on an opportunity for them to better themselves. Let's talk about it from the other end also. What about situations where you have a guy like Jordan Addison out of pit 
who was the mm-hmm. Belitnikov Award winner. He jumps into the portal. And then a lot of money has seemed to get into play because of the, the NIL situation. What do you think about those situations? Do you think it's advantageous for players? Or do you think that that's kind of an abuse of what the system was intended to do? Um, I, You know, I, I, I think kind of it's kind of both. But I don't, like I said, you know, you being in St. Louis and, and, and me being in Minneapolis, and I'm not saying that, but our, our cities have dealt with kind of the same type of deals. I, I don't blame a kid that, ha- you know, is taking an opportunity that gives them more money because, you know, we all know how, how we can struggle just trying to put a kid through school altogether without no financial help. So to me, you know, just from how I was raised in my brain, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. But I can see where the dilemma is, because now is it about the best fit of, you know, uh, athletic program or is it who, where can I get the most money? Are you finding yourself with some of your guys as they're going through recruiting now, um, having conversations about the NIL money when they're getting recruited? Have, are those things starting to come up now regularly in the conversation with recruiting? With my kids, that, that conversation has not come up as much because we, we are all about I like to encourage guys to not look past opportunities and and never chase. So kind of putting them up on knowledge with like the December signing period and in the February, kind of getting them like, you know, a sense of urgency. It's like, hey, man, you guys got to be starting to sign and start being committed for that December signing class because come February, now these schools are trying to get portal guys. But if a school, whether it's NAIA or Division One, Division Two, or, you know, whatever level it is, if somebody's showing you interest and they're, and they're giving you money to go to their program, you got to take that in consideration and, and and not only settle for just what you dream to play. I think a lot of our kids kind of look past that saying, well, if I don't go D1, then I just won't play. I, I would say the NIL conversation has not been big in my program. I've been more of like, hey, man, if this D2 school is wants to give you everything and all you got to do is bring a toothbrush, I said, take that advantage, man. Take that opportunity. Take advantage of it. Now, from this standpoint in recruiting, when we talk about the portal, one thing that has interests me lately or probably since this process has started is everybody talks about Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison and Jared Verse and those guys who they go from one situation to another big time situation. They're getting millions of dollars in NIL money, whatever the case may be. But what about the 70% of kids who are still in the portal, right? Yeah. Who they jump in the portal and they either drop down a level or they end up with no place to go at all. As a high school coach who has had kids go in the portal, do you feel a responsibility to give them good advice and really talk them through those situations when they call you and say, coach, I'm thinking about getting in the transfer portal. Do you do you feel like you should be telling them to stay or leave? How are you helping navigate those guys through that situation? I had learned a valuable lesson um, from Coach Willie Howard. Robinsdale Cooper, his son Jackson Howard is one is the top recruit in Minnesota, probably Minnesota history. Um, definitely nationally one of the top recruits. He had taught me a valuable lesson about 2013, 2014, and it was like he basically told me, he said, you know, when you're dealing with kids, you don't want to be the guy that feels that you own a kid. If a kid is not happy and is not doesn't want to be with you, you support that kid to be successful wherever he wants to go. And I, I would say that I, I try not to be, I, I'm never drawn or committed to one program. I always want to be an outlet to where the kids can say, well, what do you think I should do? Weigh your options, you know, L- look what's the best for you. But 
if I'm smart enough to know that it's a situation where these kids are, th- there's really nothing, no substance to why they should leave, then I'll, t- I'll tell them, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. I-, I think you should stick with it if I know that there's really no substance. But if it's a situation where me and mistreated, or you probably not playing uh, enough, or you just want an opportunity to, c- to contribute, you know, you, you got to weigh your options. But if it's a situation where everything is handed to you and it, you have no reason to take off, you know, I, I'll definitely uh, voice my opinion on it. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Does the degree still have value? When I talk to these kids now, everybody's trying to position themselves to the NFL. And most yeah. of them aren't going. Like, that, like, that's what always gets me with the kids. It's like, you're not going to the NFL. Right. You're going to have a job. And so you're so loosely giving up your your education or your scholarship to try to jump to a situation that you feel like better prepares you for the NFL. Coach, what's your take? Like, are we not valuing education at all anymore? Like, are, 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 do we have kids chasing a ghost they'll never catch? You know, Carl, you're right. And, and, and we are. And, and, you know, with my own son, my own son was at uh, North Dakota State for three years and he won two national championships. And everybody was like, wow, you know, great. And I'm like, but he was miserable. He didn't play that much. And, you know, he wanted to play football. Obviously, he was doing great for his degree. So he comes home, Division Two. He's close to home. He's almost he's going to graduate next year and he's going to have his degree and he's going to be able to have be in the work field. And if he wants to try to work hard to get to the NFL, he's got an opportunity, but he's at home finishing his degree. So like that emphasis is kids moving and going into the portal or some some of them are chasing the ghosts. You know, there's guys that are definitely have the opportunity and have the potential to be in the NFL, but there's guys that are chasing ghosts. Um, You know, with, you know, my own personal situation, my son just wanted to be close, you know, closer to home and play football. What I tell guys all the time, coach, and you look at this, like how many guys are really going to go to the league? I hear that conversation come up too much, in my opinion, when I hear guys making decisions on transferring and not transferring. And I think that there's a small percentage of kids who should be looking at that. But I think that, man, the vast majority of kids should really be looking at the education and what kind of situation that their degree and their institution can help provide for them. Because w- when you're chasing the NFL, most guys aren't going to catch it. And what's your plan after that? What are some of the things you ask in college coaches when they recruit your guys on how they're preparing guys to go into the workforce and utilize their degree and their education? You know, th- exactly that. W- what is the plan? You know, like w- what is set up? Like, what is the what is the network for this young man to who, who can he connect with when he's there? And in what program? How is that program going to connect him to the real world? You know, going professional in, in the real world and not just athletically. Those are the things. And also being able to give those guys like a re- like, what are you going to when you get there? School is a, is, is a major piece of college. What are you going to do with this degree? 
what are you going to do with this degree when you don't go to the NFL? Like, how are you going to apply it? What is something that's going to be worth you wanting to work in? So you always got to take that into consideration. Those are just the honest conversations as a high school coach you should always have. And and I, t- I tell my boys all the time, I'm like, you want me to lie to you? I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, you know, and, and I'm not going to lie to a coach either. If, I, I think he's a great kid. I think he's got great size, but he doesn't have the dog in him yet. Can he get it? Yeah, he can. So having those honest conversations, but also preparing those kids to say, hey, if this happens, how are you prepared to handle this? Coach, you've dealt with a lot of recruiting for our, for our listeners. Tell guys who are some of the top college coaches that you enjoy dealing with the most through the recruiting process. Who gives you the best information? Who's really fair and honorable to, to the kids? Kind of kind of give us a look at some of the guys that you enjoy dealing with in the recruiting process. I would say that uh, some of the coaching staff that I, I talk to, like the Iowa State coaching staff, Dan Campbell, I, I remember, you know, we got a kid, uh, Devon Townley, he's at Penn State. And um, I remember Coach Campbell doing the Zoom for his official visit because it was during the pandemic. And every time every coach's clinic in Iowa that I go to, that staff is always hands-on with us, you know, you know, talking with me and my dad and just conversating about our kids and showing a true interest in every kid that we have. But Coach Campbell had got – Devon and me so fired up. He got me so fired up that I was ready to commit to play. So, like, he is about the kids. And and, and I'm not saying he's the only one, but he was one of the one of the one head coaches where I'm like, where can I sign up, coach? Obviously, you know, we got a kid in state. You know, their coaching staff is phenomenal, too. Uh, you know, coach called me and and called me personally a couple of times. Like, can, is there anything that you need? And I was just blown away. I'm like, man, you know, this is wonderful. But I would say a lot of the schools in the Midwest, we have great relationships with Iowa State, Penn State. You know, North Dakota State comes here quite often. I just, before meeting with you, uh, was meeting with co- uh, one of the coaches from you uh, and I, and we sent plenty of kids to Northern Iowa as well. So Coach Farley is really good at coming into the inner city of Minneapolis and and, and getting kids from and from North Minneapolis. So um, those are the constant guys. Uh, University of Minnesota, not as much have kids going there, had one great kid that went there, but pretty much that's about it. But yeah, those are just really the schools that keep, uh, keep you know, constant contact and they're, they're here yearly and all the time. And we, we talk all the time. So, you know, it's funny when you bring up Matt Campbell, the head coach at Iowa State, he's well respected throughout the country in the ranks of the high school coaches. Everybody loves him. I can remember um, my former player, Ronnie Perkins, when we were up visiting Iowa State. And uh, of course, Ronnie ended up going to Oklahoma. But when we sat down and, and he picked Oklahoma, we had to call him let the other schools know. I think the hardest person that he had to tell was Matt Campbell because of the relationship that they built. And uh, he's done a, he's done a great job there in Ames. And, and I think he'll continue to do so. Anything he'll touch will be wildly, wildly successful. Uh, Coach, the last question I'm going to ask you before we get out of here is if there was anything you could change about the transfer portal, what would it be? If you could change one or two things about it? I think if if something could be changed, I think it would it would be probably a cool down period. You know, some type of uh, tool to where if if a kid is undecided or if it's based off emotion, they have like a cool down period instead of just saying I'm leaving. I just think that 
the one thing that I hate, I, I think the one thing that should be changed is the pettiness that can be towards a kid that wants to transfer. And I, I don't know if something that can be changed, but, you know, sometimes kids are, are you know, if, if, a, if a player wants to leave a program, then that coaching staff and that coaches can, can tend to be really petty with that kid. I think if I could change anything, I think that's the one thing that would change because now we're making it about us. If I could change two things about the transfer portal, you know, right here off the top of my head. Number one, I would say that for immediate eligibility, I think that every kid should have to finish the season. I, I don't like that a lot of kids are quitting in the middle of the season and then um, they're transferring out. I think that you should have to stay committed to the season. And I don't think that freshmen should be able to transfer. I think that freshmen have the biggest adjustment to college. And I think that freshmen need to give it one, two full years, two seasons before you can say that it hasn't worked because every freshman that goes to college is going to experience a tremendous amount of adversity and it, as well, they're going to experience a tremendous amount of change and I think that they owe themselves some time before they just jump ship to uh, to change their lives like that. You know what, that's, that's 100%. I agree with you. I guess I didn't think of it in that deep. Definitely. I 100% agree with you with the freshman thing. And, and I think we need to do better, a better job as coaches. I mean, some of us need to let these kids know, like, hey, man, this is college, man. You're not going to go out there and play right away. You're going to have to work in. But, you know, like I said, if you're in a situation where you're actually doing what you, you're doing, everything that's been told of you, and then there is, there is no reward, you know, that's different. Big thanks to Charles Adams for joining me on the podcast. And, of course, we wish him and his Minneapolis North team good luck this season. For Charles Adams and our producer, Lance Glenn, thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you again on Monday.